Welcome to the Red Letter Christians podcast. Red Letter Christians gets our name from the Bibles that highlight the words of Jesus in red. And we're aspiring to live as if Jesus meant the stuff he said. We know that the loudest, most prominent voices representing Christianity in America haven't always been the most beautiful or the most faithful voices. And we know that the way we change the narrative is by changing the narrators. We are committed to amplifying the voices of people who are dedicated to Jesus and to justice. Hello, everybody. It is a good night to be together. A lot of y'all are joining us live on October 22nd, and it is uh, a special night. Some of y'all are probably watching this, uh, you know, recording or you're watching this after the fact, but uh, there's been all kinds of stuff happening this weekend and, and really this year, because this year is the 25th anniversary of the passing of Rich Mullins. And if you don't know who Rich is, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you're tuning in because that's part of the point of tonight is we've got folks that were really close, some of Rich's family and best friends that are here tonight. There's other folks that were inspired by Rich but never knew him. Uh, there's folks that uh, are just leaning in and curious and hearing about Rich. So uh, whoever you are, you're meant to be here and, and meant to be listening in. Um, not only is it 25 years since Rich passed away, but it, it's also uh, his birthday weekend. He'd be turning 67 years old, I think it is. Uh, and uh, so there's been some festivities happening in Wichita, where Friends University is his alma mater. So we're going to hear about that uh, in just a second. But we're going to have some songs. We're going to. It's pretty informal uh, tonight. And that's that's the spirit that we want to roll in, the Mullen spirit, right, David? And uh I, I remember when Rich played at in chapel at East at, at uh, Wheaton, uh, Mitch, and, uh, you know, we were together out there. It, Rich was kind of artist in residence for the last year of my undergrad at, at Wheaton. And uh, he played in chapel and it was like kind of wild. It was early in the morning. I, I, I missed because I slept in Mitch. I don't know if I ever can. <laughs> but, um, but I listened to the recording. And it was so beautiful. And I can remember, though, going to my sociology class after chapel and everybody was shook up. I mean, because it grabbed everybody, no matter, you know, like, you know, there was no way you could ignore it. And my sociology professor said, what did everybody think? And everybody had opinions, you know. And uh, and I, I said, what did you think? And he said, I thought it was a little bit sloppy. <laughs> And I, he said sloppy, and I, and I went back and listened to the recording, and I was like, that was one of the most beautiful chapels I think we never had. But anyway, um, I I um I've, I've just been crafting this night together. You know, Red Letter Christians is excited to kind of host this, but this is um, going to be a beautiful kind of collage of folks. And I first want to pitch it over to Dave Mullins, Rich's little brother. He's been down in Wichita and say whatever you want, man, but at least tell us a little bit of what's been going on down in Wichita this weekend, bro. Yeah. So um, Rich uh, went to Friends University kind of uh, later in his life to get uh, his, his music 
education degree because uh, his plan was to go to the res and, and uh, teach music. And, um, and so friends and Wichita was a, a key place uh, and a hub for him for, for a good portion of his life and ministry. Uh, and so uh, friends, uh, actually somebody that went to school, I think when he was there uh, and, uh, and then, was a roadie on a tour or so. And I think maybe a road manager on a tour. I'm not sure. Uh, sometime this year uh, said to Jim Smith and I, we were together and he was like, Hey, have you all ever thought about an archive room uh, for Rich's writings and, and uh, just different things. And uh, we went, Nope, uh, never, never thought about that. Uh, but uh, maybe we should. And, and uh, friends started talking about it and went, Hey, we really would like to, to put an archive room of his stuff, uh, in our library. Uh, um, and, uh, the president of friends was, was all on board with it. And, uh, so we're, uh, launching that. And so we did a, a kind of a sing-along concert last night. That was a really good time. We had, um, somebody that sang with him, uh, in a, in Zion, which was a group he had, uh, and was a part of a ministry that he was a part of. Uh, during his college days uh, back in the 80s. Uh, and uh, so that was fun. Uh, and then Kyle Stevens, who toured with him in the 90s uh, uh, as a drummer. Uh, he went, Kyle graduated high school on one day, and I think the next day got in Rich's truck and left uh, and started touring with him. Uh, and so uh, Kyle played, and uh, then Eric Hout, that was one of the kid brothers, uh, so we kind of had people from early on uh, in his in his music career uh, that played with him or sang with him all the way through uh, his last days. Uh, and then some other people that just were friends along the way that he really impacted as part of the band. Uh, and so, so, yeah, it was just a really good night. We had a good turnout and uh, the, the people who came out really sang. And, uh, yeah, it was just a really good night. So. Uh, and we did some things, pulled some uh, audio clips and uh, a little bit of video stuff that will give a flavor of what the archive room might be like uh, and uh, uh, had that mixed in. So, yeah, it was a great night. So but, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if people are passing through Wichita, they'll be able to see the, the, the Mullins archives in there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and it's in the library because the library is always open. through Wichita all the time. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> As quickly as possible. So, no, I love Wichita. I make fun of Wichita, but I love Wichita. We lived out here about six and a half years. So, uh, man, but, Eric uh, Hogg, he had that. Yeah, he, he got best beard award. I think. Like, does he still have that big beard going on for him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. braided and about down to his belt. So, uh, awesome. yeah, he's a wild guy. So. Well, you're, you're a gift, man. And I want you to jump in anytime, you know, anytime you want to uh, chime in on stuff tonight, obviously we're, we're here celebrating uh, your brother, but also you've done so much to um, glorify the sweet Lord by, by, uh, you know, in, in your own way and, and uh, in combination with Rich. So, um, and I, I had no idea you were quite, the, you know, apparently you've been holding the singing thing back a little bit. So, um, <laughs> well yeah i love to sing but uh it's a weird thing when your brother's at the level that he was and you gotta yeah, tell that it's, it's a weird road to walk 
So tell, tell that part where you said, uh, who was it that said that you, you were talking about how people make rich whoever they want them to be, right? Say, tell oh, that. Oh, yeah. Story. Yeah. Um, the, the lady that just did the New York Times article uh, was, I was talking with Jim Smith about it. Uh, he knows her pretty well. And we were just going, man, I, I thought she did a great job with the article. And, um, and he said that in one of their conversations, uh, she said one of the things that she discovered along the way was everybody that she talked to, if she asked them the question, what do you think Rich would think or feel or believe or how would he respond to something today? She said every person that she talked to remade him in their image. Um, that what, however, whatever it was that they connected to him in, they went, oh, this is, you know, uh, he would be like this. So, uh, and, and yeah, it's kind of one of the things I was like, yeah. Yeah, I kind of, I see that. And I, I probably do the exact same thing when people ask me. I'm like, well, here's, here's what I knew of him and what really kind of where we connected. And so from that perspective, this is what it would be. So, and then, yeah, yeah like, like you said, when we, when we were talking earlier, it's like, yeah, he's in good company. We've been doing that to God ever since we, <laughs> he created us. So that whole, that whole God created us in his image and we decided to return the favor. So we've been returning the favor ever since. The same with Rich Mullins. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, love you, brother. And uh, thanks. Yeah, jump in here anytime you want. But uh, I want to say hey to Damon down there. Damon was a friend of Rich's and is, has been down in Wichita, too. Um, love you, brother. Give us a word, man. Uh, bring us bring us a little fire. Uh -huh. <laughs> You know, it's uh, it's been a, a fantastic weekend. Uh, we uh, we all were in Nashville uh, last month in September, and uh, they were doing some things, and and those were amazing, and it was wonderful. And Carolyn was there, and this incredible singing and and uh, fellowship, and Mitch was there, and and uh, just did a great job with uh, with uh, bringing back some of uh, Rich's old, older music and presenting that with the Bellsburg Project and those kind of things. And then um, this month, uh, you know, we're celebrating again here in Wichita, and I love this. Um, I, you know, David um, had mentioned prior to David Mullins had mentioned prior to this that you know it's really better to probably celebrate Rich's life on his birthday because first thing he just loved it this was his favorite thing I think and that he always had brought people together and this weekend has just felt like um, the, the, the birthday celebrations were and that, you know, we've had more bathrooms to use down here but, in Wichita but, uh, than we did when he was alive. But uh, <laughs> we've just been able to have meals together and come together for uh, uh, traveling around, seeing uh, the sights of, of Wichita, but just being together as, as folks who appreciate who he was and, and have been influenced by his music. And uh, we're just very grateful for for that and uh we um uh right now we're getting ready to kind of have a uh a time where uh, a lot of our folks who we usually have a fall retreat a walking stick retreat and this year we didn't because of these two events and um so but we've encouraged people to come this weekend and be a part and we've had about 39 people um that have been here and so um i'm here at this church where we're gonna uh, have a kind of ending time with the weekend and do some communion and that kind of thing. So uh, it's, it's been a great weekend. <laughs> so great, man. Well, uh, it, you feel free to jump in anytime you want. And I know you're kind of multitasking down there. 
Um, but it's so good to see you. Damon's been over here for Thanksgiving dinner. You got to come again sometime, bro. And uh, thanks for the bread you always send us. It's really good bread. <laughs> um, so, and Jim, uh, James Brian Smith's been kind of hosting things at, at uh, Friends. So he may or may not hop on. We, we're thinking of y'all, though, and all of us that couldn't be in Wich- Wichita. This is the closest we can get tonight is by uh, coming together virtually and celebrating just like you are, you know, just not uh, there in person. But um, thanks for being here, Damon. And um, there, so there's folks that knew Rich really well on this call. There's folks that didn't. Um, and one of those, the, the folks that's here who didn't even want to take up any space, didn't really even want to say anything is David Leo Schultz, um, who I don't think you ever actually met Rich and I didn't know him well either, but you've done more than most anybody to try to amplify the message to preserve some of his music, tell his story and created all kinds of great films, uh, not about Rich, but also about Rich. So uh, at least say, hey, buddy, and let people know how they can learn more from the stuff that you've done. Maybe we'll put some links in uh, the chats and whatnot. Um, so, but good to see you, buddy. Oh man. So good to see you, Shane. And uh, honestly, I, uh, uh, it's just so good to see Mullins and Mitch and uh, Damon. Hi, man. So good to see you. Um, yeah, no, I feel, I feel uh, like honored. And I feel like, I think when you first asked, I was like, why? <laughs> I mean, why me? I know why to do this. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I, I felt very lucky enough to that uh, Dave and the family let me make a movie. And um, uh, uh, I, I remember when uh, Dave and I sat down and I said, I said, uh, I said uh, I'd like to make a movie about your brother. And I know he wouldn't want that. And Mullins in his cowboy Indiana way went, you're right. <laughs> and uh and I was very intimidated. I thought about leaving the Mexican restaurant right there. Um, but uh, he said, well, why do you? And I said, well, I didn't know Rich, but God used, I was only an audience member to his life and God used his life to, and still does, even to this day, continues to stir my heart and affections for Christ. And um, and, and to this day, you know, the, the, I have lots of seasons of ups and downs and I, I can't even explain it, but if I even, you know, I, th- I think because I was so inundated with Rich's music and life for so long, I've kind of just naturally, not in a negative way, but just naturally kind of pulled back. And uh, but if I, uh, you know, it's in all of his music's in my phone. So if I flip on a song, it just my heart just explodes mm-hmm. with uh, with love for God and um, and not anything I'm trying to do. And uh, it's 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 mystical <laughs> um, because I can be in a real dark place with God where I, I think Rich Mullins used to joke, God, would you just blink? <laughs> um, so I, I have so much affection as words and, and I wanted to be concise and it, Mullins and, and Mitch know me well. They know I'm not concise. And so what I decided to do is just write something to just cap it. So I'm just going to read that. OK. Um, <laughs> Mullen's like, you can wrap it up now. Uh, <laughs> I I don't remember the, yeah. Stop it. Stop talking. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember the context, but Rich Mullins once said, Jesus isn't my hero. He's my savior. But inevitably people look for heroes. 
for me, I think Rich Mullins was truly a hero in my faith because Rich Mullins was real before it was popular to be real. But as I was thinking about Rich in the last few days, a new thought came to me. I think Rich Mullins continues to be a hero in my faith, not so much because of his authenticity, but because of his vulnerability. Because you can be very real and honest without really letting people in, without being open. And not to say that Rich was specific in detail, but because he was vulnerable enough to let people know that he struggled and he failed. And that is rare now as much as it was then. Rich was vulnerable enough to share his, how his soul was aching because of his own brokenness and his desire to be loved and held by God. I think the best witness you can have as a Christian is to share with people what you witness God doing in the darkest parts of your life. Your brokenness, your shame, your sin struggles, your doubts, your failures, and literally share what you witness God doing in the middle of your mess. If you put everything together that Rich did, the life he lived and the music he made, I think the biggest ministry that Rich Mullins had was not just to the ministry to the marginalized, but the ministry to the spiritually marginalized. Often when Rich would end a concert, he would end with the doxology and he would leave the stage as the song would continue to be sung. And Rich Mullins left the stage 25 years ago. And I think the song that continues to be sung and is continuing to echo all these years later is the song of his life. And that song to this day continues to minister to those of us who feel spiritually marginalized, hmm. even this week. <clears throat> so I think for me, Rich Mullins was my hero, not because he was authentic, but because he was vulnerable. Hmm. And through that vulnerability, I am given hope that even when I am a mess and my life is a mess, that God not only hasn't given up on me, that he actually likes me. And why that's so important to me personally is because Christianity now, as much as it was then, tends to be a place where Christians will only like you if you think like them and behave like them. But God does not have those same prerequisites to having a loving relationship with him. That's it. That's all I have to share. Thanks, dude. Beautiful. God not only loves us, but God likes us. That's that's something right there. Hold on to that for a minute. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> I'm gonna be out there preaching at your church soon. I'll see you soon, Dave. And I'll see you yeah. in a few weeks. Yeah. Uh so now we're gonna go to Carolyn Aarons, who is a beautiful musician and uh played with Rich. Um uh, many times and is also uh, now leading um, a lot of things at Renovari. So feel free to tell us about any of that. But, uh, uh, you know, as I was thinking about Renovari, I think part of what we are in the middle of right now is a, is a real spiritual formation and discipleship crisis in the church. That <clears throat> we're not always known by love. And that's what Rich, you know, really seemed to believe in so much was a, a faith that wasn't just a doctrinal statement, but that transformed the whole way that we live in the world. And um, uh, you're doing that work on many levels. Um, but thanks for joining us to honor your friend. Thanks for having me. So, so fun to join you guys and uh, represent women. Uh, you know, you gotta <laughs> do what you can. Um, no, it's so good to be here. And, and funny what David was talking about, um, 
the guy that uh, suggested the archive uh, at Friends, that's Monty Harrington. And Monty and I are colleagues now at Renovari. So it's just weird how all the different uh, worlds have come together. When I was touring with Rich, Monty had been his road manager. Previously, we'd never met. And Rich had just finished living in James Bryan Smith's attic, who was really involved with Renovari. Anyway, it's just neat how all the different threads come together years later. And um, I got to tour with Rich in 1995. It was my first uh, tour. It was the Brothers Keeper tour. Mitch was a big part of that tour. And I was the lowly opening act uh, for Rich and Ashley Cleveland, just a deer in the headlights. Um, Rich was my total hero. And um, when I got out on the tour, at first I was kind of uh, a little shocked by by Rich. He he could use some pretty salty language, as some people know, and um, didn't sort of match my, you know, I'd come out of this kind of little Baptist bubble. I was pretty young, and he didn't look or sound like what I expected. Um, but I just kind of kept watching him. And how I've come to think about it is uh, the more I got to know him, we did we did, uh, I didn't know him nearly as well as some of the people on this call, but we, we did do 65 shows in 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. And so you, you start, you start to get to know somebody a little bit. Um, and, uh, I started to figure out, I think about halfway through, man, this guy is like genuinely after God's own heart, like passionately, genuinely after God's own heart. And he, so he doesn't have the energy to do a ton of image management or clean up the parts of himself that uh, <laughs> are not not fully there yet. And um, and there's something different going on. And then uh, I would just watch him night after night, whatever whatever town we were in. It was like he he just had these spidey senses that could immediately diagnose whatever idol was most dominant in that town and then he'd go after that which was like terrifying to me um with this kind of prophetic edge so like if you were in a military town he'd go after militarism and if you're in a real white collar town he'd go after uh capitalism or like whatever was the ism uh that was in that town he would do it and i would just might be like man i can't believe you're doing that but there was something so um prophetic and brave and um instructive in that and then the last thing i'll say is that uh well he didn't match my idea of of a church person or or a christian uh the way i had thought of it coming in he had a passion for scripture and actually for church for going together and being together in church um that was really different. I had just come out of, you know, Christian college and was a little bit jaded about scripture and church. And he was like in love with both. And um, so I thought I'm going to attempt music, which is always uh, a little bit dumb on zoom. So we'll see how, see how this goes. And if it, if it's really sounded bad, just give me the, a very subtle hint and I will, I will stop. But um I was thinking about this song, Jacob and Two Women, because right after that tour in 95, there was, I think it was a 10th anniversary of Rich's first album, Surprise Concert, where 10 artists or maybe a dozen artists had each done a version of his song and kind of, I can't remember if we recorded it on the sly or whatever, but it seems to me like Rich didn't know about it. And then we got him to this concert and we each did one of these songs. And I remember at the time 
I was mostly a flat picker. I hadn't done a lot of finger picking. And so, and this song called for finger picking and I was so nervous. And then I looked at the program and anybody who knows anything about that era of Christian music, I was between Phil Keggy and Wes King. It was just absolutely terrifying. And um, uh, anyway, I, I sang this song, Jacob and Two Women. And what, what I remember about that night is Rich with that huge grin on his face. Um, just wherever Rich went, people got together and he celebrated other artists so much. He loved their versions of his song so much. He like like you were saying, he, you know, he loved to throw a birthday party for his own birthday and get people together. He was that way uh, with his work too. Like just so generous, so um, into our versions of his songs. And I really, really love this song, Jacob and Two Women. It's such a masterpiece. And uh, after I sang it, uh, he gave me a big hug and he said, um, I never knew how sad that song was. I just thought it was funny, um, <laughs> which is, uh, <laughs> which, you know, Rich always had that sly kind of bittersweet uh, longing in his work. And I think, I think the song really highlights that. So hopefully it'll work to sing it on here. Well, Jacob, he loved Rachel and Rachel, she loved him. And Leo was just there for dramatic effect. It's right there in the Bible, so it must not be a sin. But it sure does seem like an awful dirty trick. And her sky is just a petal pressed in the book of a memory. Of the time he thought he loved her and they kissed And her friends say, ah, he's a devil But she says, no, he is a dream And this is the world as best as I can remember it Na 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 Jacob got to schemed his way back to the promised land and he's finding it's one thing to win on it's another thing to keep on content when he knows that he is only just one man and his sky's an empty bottle and when he's drunk the ocean Sells off three sheets to some reckless wind And his friends say, ain't it awful? But he says, no, I think it's fine And this is the world as best as I can remember it na, 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 na. Now Rachel's weeping for the children thought she could not bear and she bears a sorrow that she cannot hide she wishes she was with them but she looks and they're not there seems love comes for just a moment then it passes on by and 
Clear sky is just a hangman swinging from the end of a hangman's noose. Hold on, that's not right. This is the, these are the best lines, so I gotta get them right. And her sky is just a bandit swinging from the end of a hangman's noose. Cause he stole the money, must be made to pay for it. Say, my, that's tragic. She says, especially for the moon. And this is the world's best, as I can remember it. This is the world's best, as I can remember it. This is the world's best, as I can remember it. So beautiful. Yeah. So great. Thanks for being here and feel free to uh, jump in at any point, you know, if you want to share something, Carolyn. Um, and thanks for representing all women. You know, Amy Grant was trying to be here tonight, but we were like, nah, it's good. We got Carolyn, you know. Uh, <laughs> you want to say anything more about the, uh, the, the, what you did in Nashville? Like, is that coming out the, the, the album or anything, you know, that you want to yeah. say about that? A few of us on here worked on this uh, Bellsburg project, most of it recorded at Rich's old house. I had to do my track in Vancouver, but just about all the rest of it was recorded at Rich's old house. Kind of real old school style. The the producer of the project was really inspired by the Jesus record demos that uh, so we actually all had to record to cassette uh, to keep it really legit and um, really special project. Bunch bunch of uh Friends, old friends of Rich, um, plus kind of a new wave of artists who who have been inspired by him. And I got to do a tune called Whitewater that uh, Rich never formally recorded. That is friend Beth. She has this kind of archive of, of songs that never made it onto records, but that are just great, great songs. And so uh, it's really fun to get to be a part of it. Mitch is on there and Dave's on there. So people should check it out. I think songs are coming out kind of one of one at a time on streaming and uh, or just Google Bellsberg. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Boom. About yeah, oh, yeah. We'll totally yeah. Uh, be spreading the word as it comes out, too. So thanks. Well, next, next, we're going to hear from uh, Mitch, uh, Mitch McVicker, who is uh, uh, just a great brother. I, I got to say, the first time that we met was that year at Wheaton, and I had no intention of having anything to do with a musical because I am about as non-musical as they come. But my, my friend was trying out, and I went, and I had this, I was in this phase of the deconstruction, the like, I'm getting a little tired of the contradictions in the church thing. And I had a rage against the machine shirt on, I think with a black American flag that said evil empire. So I wasn't hiding it, you know, and I, I came and uh, these guys were taking auditions for Canticle of the Plains, which was a musical, you know, inspired by St. Francis. Um, and they needed a reader while people tried out. So I was just reading lines and then people would do their tryout. And I can remember Rich saying, Mitch, uh, he goes, can you lose the accent? Uh, and I'm like, I'm no, actually I can't, I'm not trying to do, you know, I'm, I'm from Tennessee. And, uh, but it was like, it was weird. You know, so I ended up having the only non-speaking part, which was a worn armed cowboy named lefty, right? <laughs> the non-singing part. 
non-singing part. What I say, non, yeah, non-singing part. But I think I still have like pain in my shoulder. <laughs> they would they would tie my arm back like that for the, um, But Mitch has been like, uh, you know, obviously a core part of the ragamuffin band close friend of riches and now is doing all kinds of his own music just came to philly we have a cheesesteak boom hope to do that <laughs> again bro but um you know take a little time say anything you want man and i think you're going to share a song with us too so it's good to see you bro oh great to be here um awesome job carolyn that was a beautiful um great to see you damon schultz david mullins uh everyone um glad to be a part of this uh shane it was awesome seeing everything you're doing in philly uh when i was there gosh three four months ago something like that and thank you for your hospitality with that um thank you for uh what you're doing tonight and um and trying to uh like you said get get word out there um so I, I don't know what, what to say really in this situation. Um, um, I was, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of your, your, your painting with broad strokes to say that I was a core member of the ragamuffin band. Um, the ragamuffin band tolerated me. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I, I spent a couple of years, a couple, two or three years doing concerts with Rich, just, just he and I, and, and every, every, you know, once five or six times a year, he would do a concert with the Ragamuffin band and, and they would, they would tolerate me and let me be a part of it. But, but I, I did, I, I, we were roommates, Rich and I, in our, in our dumpy little house trailer out in New Mexico. Um, and so, uh, you know, we we built hogans, um, eight-sided traditional Navajo dwellings uh, to because we had we had a we had a house trailer that we were uh, living out of, and um, he wanted Rich really wanted to build these hogans for to serve as our individual like bedrooms each each of us, and then we would keep the trailer for for plumbing and and, and you know kitchen and bathroom and. Um, so we did that in the freezing cold, freezing cold. Um, it was because uh, because Window Rock, Arizona is the incorporated town. Say Benito, New Mexico is where we lived. Um, Fifty six hundred feet, freezing cold snow. And we were digging foundations, which Hogan's weren't supposed to have. But for some reason, Rich was convinced we needed to dig foundations and into uh, the hard, hard clay and freezing cold can i say freezing cold another time um it was it was it was miserable fun um and uh i don't know how i started rambling about um oh yeah, that that was our that was kind of our our life we would build hogans and then go out on the weekends and and do do concerts and um and i i spent a few years with rich um just gosh i was uh carolyn mentioned being wide-eyed i was very very wide-eyed i i uh, was just trying to take in as much as i could and 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 um and it was a wonderful experience to get to be around rich i i i was taken by the fact that i i had never um uh 
I never known um, someone so uh, uh, committed to to, and that's not the right word. Someone so um, driven, maybe to 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 live in God's realm. Um, uh, you know, the scriptures call it the kingdom of God. Um, we we talk about the body of Christ. Um, uh, every every um everything that Rich experienced, um, he was he he had a way of attributing it attributing it to God, um, uh, the goods and the bads, and uh, and and he was completely. Um, sold out, um, not in any kind of, um, you know, decision-making way, but completely sold out to live in God's realm. Um, it was just kind of, um, who he was, that came out of his pores. And, uh, so, so I, I, um, in talking about rich, I, uh, I, I do better, um, with 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 uh, questions, I think, but because I tend to just kind of ramble and I, I don't know um, what I'm what I'm saying uh, a lot of the time, but um, I can I can play this song. Uh, I also had no idea what what song I should do. I uh, but I like this one for its simplicity. Um, and uh, and Rich said um, in one of his descriptions of this song, he said, uh, "If he if, if he were to ever have a child, uh, this is what uh, he would say to his child." to come some trouble to your life that ain't nothing to be afraid of there's bound to come some trouble to your life that ain't no reason to fear there's bound to come some trouble to your life reach out to Jesus hold on tight he's been there before I think he knows what it's like And you'll find he's there There's bound to come some tears up in your eyes that ain't nothing to be ashamed of. I know there's bound to come some tears up in your eyes. That ain't no reason to fear. There's bound to come some tears up in your eyes. Reach out to Jesus. 
hold on tight He's been there before I think he knows what it's like And you'll find he's right there Now people say maybe things will get better People say maybe it won't take long People say maybe you'll wake up tomorrow And it'll all be gone Well, I only know that maybe it's just ain't enough When you need someone to hold on There's only one thing, one thing that's clear It's bound to come some trouble to your life that ain't nothing to be afraid of it's bound to come some tears up in your eyes that ain't no reason to fear I know there's bound to come some trouble to your life reach out to Jesus hold on tight I know he's been there before I think he knows what it's like yes he's been there before I think he knows what it's like Yes, he's been there before And he knows what it's like You'll find he's there You'll find he's there some trouble to your life reach out to Jesus hold on tight trying to come some trouble to your life reach out to Jesus to Jesus, hold on tight, I'm gonna face some trouble in your life, I'll reach out to Jesus, hold on tight, come on dude, thank you man. That's 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 who who uh, Rich was. That's what Rich did. That's who Rich is. I know, uh, and that is the God that is that Rich is so completely 
exuding of. And um, that's why we are all here. Um, because because of, of the vulnerability that, that Schultz mentioned. Because of the not giving a ripness that Carolyn mentioned. Because of uh, impact that, that, that uh, his simplicity has had on, on all of us. And, um, and that story is going forward. It's like, it's like, um, you know, rich, rich is a, uh, a, well, the scriptures talk about, you know, how we're vessels, um, rich is a vessel of, of the, the love of God that, that somehow it's, it's a mind blowing paradox. How, how the love of God explodes the universe and the love of God holds everything together. Rich's story is exploding onward. And we are held together by Rich and his the way he uh, the way he exuded God. And I don't even know that I've ever used that word exuded before, but <laughs> yep. So I'm glad to glad to get to be here. Thank you, buddy. Can I ask Mitch about something really quick? Mitch, I was cleaning out my garage last month and I found some pictures from the tour. And I don't I don't know if you can see this, but it's you <laughs> and Rich playing. Were you on viola or violin? You guys were learning. Um, were you on violin or viola? I'm trying to remember. I was playing viola. Rich was yeah. playing violin. And that had to be very painful for you all. It was so bad. You all were so <laughs> bad. And and we used to do these in stores. I can remember at least two with these like super fans there. And you and Rich would be like, okay, now Mitch and I are gonna play a song for you, and everybody's expecting awesome God or like whatever. And you would pull out the violin and viola. There's something so iconic. I don't, can you guys see that? It's so iconic about that for me when I when I came across them. I was like, yeah, and there's just never been anyone like him. Like that that's that that's what he would do. Yeah. Do you still play? <laughs> No, I, that was the only time I ever played in my life. <laughs> well, you know, we, we, uh, Rich was hell bent that we were going to learn violin and viola, and we, we were, we were practicing and learning these Bach conventions. And eventually, after about, I don't know, a few months, we were like, this just is not a good idea. <laughs> so we switched, we switched to mandolin and mandola. And, and, um, and, I, I, I still, from time to time, you know, I played, I played mandola for a, a few years then, and I still every now and again do that. But, but that was, um, 
Yeah, that was uh, just beautiful. Like you want to talk was, about authenticity uh, and vulnerability <laughs> and just putting a huge pin in the balloon of celebrity and learning something in front of a bunch of people. It's <laughs> such a good memory. Thank you for confirming that memory for me. I was trying, <laughs> trying to remember exactly why y'all were doing that, but it was awesome. I don't know why we were doing it. <laughs> Let's do it. Mitch, do you remember coming to our house uh, for uh, our family would come in when we lived in West Virginia, West Virginia to go whitewater yeah. rafting? Yeah. And Rich and Mitch came, were able to make it one year for it. And um, he was learning violin and he would go sit out on our back deck to practice and he would start playing. And all of the coon dogs down in the hollow behind our house would just go nuts, howling <laughs> and carrying and he thought it was so funny. He would he came in and got everybody and made everybody come out and listen. Uh, and he'd stop and the dogs would stop. He'd start and they would go nuts. Uh, and then he decided, hey, we're going to do a fam Mullins family special music for Sunday night. And it ended up being Mitch on guitar, me on hammer dulcimer and him on violin. And then my cousin and we sang four part harmony to my uh, there's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. And we've got a video of it somewhere. He start he does the intro to the song and on violin. And it is, you know, my church is there. I'm, pre I'm the preacher at the church. And, oh, Dave's famous brother is going to be here and doing special music. And, and it was awful. And he's got the biggest <laughs> grin on his face through the whole thing. Like, and I'm going, oh, this is, why are we, oh, no, do something like you're supposed to. Uh, but, man, he found great joy. I, I've never met anybody that in their profession went there is great joy in being awful in front of people <laughs> just to do it just but the joy of doing it so uh yeah that was fun <laughs> see a, a sloppy theme going on tonight yeah it's nice uh Oh, of course, so he good. sat down yeah. at the piano and did sometimes by step or something <laughs> right. oh that's what he does okay there so, it is. yeah uh, can't let them see you coming, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, y'all, if you're if you're just listening in, we're doing. You know, this is a holy night, powerful night. Uh, tribute to Rich Mullins um, on the the day after what would have been his 67th birthday and 25 years since he passed on to the other side. Um, pretty sure he's smiling down on us as we're singing some songs, and it makes a whole lot of sense to uh, celebrate Rich by laughing a little bit and sharing some stories and also singing. And there's a few guests that are joining us tonight that um, uh, are incredible musicians. And they're also, they're, they're doing work on their own, but they're also collaborating through a project called Common Hymnal. So one of y'all can tell us a little bit more about that, but Common Hymnal has been an, just an absolute core partner of Red Letter Christians. We've been talking about this idea of singing at the intersection of praise and protest um, uh, where Jesus and justice work together like blades of scissors. And um, that, that certainly was a heart of rich. I mean, some of his songs, you can hear his love for peace, his um, love for people who were on the margins and fringes of the faith. And uh, so I'm going to pass it to you first, Mark, Mark Allen's going to, uh, share a little bit uh, in a song, and then we'll go to Brandon and Vincent. So, Mark, kick us off, buddy. Good to see you, man. Hey. Thanks, Shane. So good to be with you, with you all. Um, you know, I grew up, uh, I'm 40 now, and I grew up on Rich Mullins. 
that was what I grew up listening to. And so uh, it's so ironic if I listen back to my, if I look back on my Spotify playlist and what I listen to now, you know, back then it was on cassette and then CD. And uh, I was just going through the CDs in my car recently. And I have just a, a handful of them that I still keep. And Rich's is one of them. Um, and the thing that I loved about, about him um, is that, you know, he, he said it like it was, and he meant it how it was meant to be shared. And he reminds me, I felt like I, I, I heard Jesus. I never met him, never knew him. But um, and much like the impact of Jesus for the disciples, is those who walk truly with God, their impact, I'm finding, lives long beyond their lifetime. And that has been true about Rich. And so um, I've gone through a lot of ups and downs in life. And this particular song, I was going to say, is the one that I play multiple times a week still. I sing it, I play it, I listen to it, and it has been, it's almost like the lullaby of my lifetime that I just go back to over and over again. And so, um, you know, when I had the opportunity to jump in and join you today, there was no question in my mind what song I would share. And so um, the song is called Hold Me Jesus. Well, sometimes my life just don't make sense at all When the mountains look so big And my faith just seems so small So hold me, Jesus Cause I'm shaking like a leaf You have been king of my glory won't you be my prince of peace? And I wake up in the night and feel the dark. It's so hard inside my soul. I swear there must be blisters on my heart. So hold me, Jesus, cause I'm shaking like a leaf. You have been king of my glory. Won't you be my prince of peace? Surrender, don't come natural to me. I'd rather fight you for something I don't really want Take what you give or I need And I beat my head against so many walls Now I'm falling down, falling on my knees And the Salvation Army band is playing this hymn and your grace rings out so deep, it makes my resistance seem so thin. So hold me, Jesus, because I'm shaking like a leaf. You have been king of my glory. Oh, I be my prince of peace. Mm -hmm. 
You have been king of my glory. Won't you be my prince of peace? Yes. Thank you, brother. I listen to that song almost every day. I I listen to Rich. I, I hate working out and and exercising, and so the only thing that makes it bearable for me is listening to to Rich Mullins as I work out. So that's what I listen to that all the time. <laughs> I also dance to it at my wedding, but um, uh, the working out is when I listen to Rich now because it gets me through it. Um, thanks, buddy. Let's go to let's go to Brandon um, next. Brandon Hampton. Hey, buddy. How's it going. I'm just imagining you on a treadmill going, it did not, I did not make it. It is making me. They have it also working. Man, I, uh, yeah, as I said earlier in the introduction with the, the crew that was coming on here, um, I caught on to Rich Mullins, you know, through my mom having all the cassettes and stuff and had a, particular memory about listening to this one record of his which one of the songs i'm going to do but i wanted to kind of highlight one of the other tracks um i think it's called family first or first family and just telling a little bit of the story and um you know my own circumstances growing up was like it the song was just such a gift uh or he talked about how his dad could make things grow out of Indiana clay and mom could make a gourmet meal out of just cornbread and beans. Uh, they worked to give faith hands and feet, but somehow gave it wings. And I just remember my, my little self with my Walkman and my, you know, headphones on that uh, my mom could probably hear down the hall. Cause I just had it blaring and didn't know, but um, that stuff ministered to me so much without even fully being aware of the complexity of like, you know, what he was really talking about and just how much um, as a, as an artist, probably in some ways as a CCM artist too, at one point, just kind of living in that world. Um, also having a way of like cutting through and, and telling the whole story of, of his faith and his journey and, you know, um, I don't know a lot about him, but, you know, some of the stories that I've heard and things is just the, the humility and, and some of the seemingly like quote unquote rough or unkept exterior and stuff was, uh, was also just so much a, a part of the way that um, when I hear people talk about how they were impacted uh, by his music and his life was just such a, such a story of humility and, um, and really giving people permission to like engage with the journey that, you know, God's inviting us all in. And when we do self-examination, like bringing our whole selves in that way. And I've, I've just really felt a profoundness from him. You know, there's, there's some artists that you can, uh, you, the words don't necessarily have to be profound, although some of his are, but like you can tell that the words that are being shared come from such a place of honesty and sincerity. And 
always resonated that with that. So um, I wanted to sing this one, uh, The Love of God. There's a wildness in God's mercy I cannot find in my own. He keeps his fire burning to melt this heart of stone. Keeps me aching with a yearning. Keeps me glad to have been caught in the reckless raging fury that we call the love of God. Now I've seen no band of angels, but I've heard the soldier songs. Love hangs over them like a banner. Love within them leads them on to the path, on the journey, and it's never gonna stop. Ever widening the mercies and the fury of his love. And oh, the love of God Oh, the love of God The love of God Joy and sorrow on this ocean And in their very ebb and flow Now the Lord, a door is open That all hell can never close Here I'm tested and made worthy Tossed about but lifted up In the reckless raging fury that they call the love of God. And oh, the love of God. Oh, the love of God. The love of God. The love of God. Beautiful man, thank you so much. And uh, finally, I think I think our last song of the night uh, is from Vincent, Vince Charlo from. Uh, uh, and hey, man, before you sing, I mean, feel free to say anything about Rich, but say just a little bit more about Common Hymnal too, and how folks can track what y'all are doing. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to. Um, I think you gave almost the perfect metaphor, uh, Shane. Again, I'm I'm Vincent. Everybody, <laughs> sorry, uh, but. Jesus and justice kind of being like two parts of a pair of scissors. Uh, common hymnal is what we call a virtual library of music, poetry, other spoken pieces of art that is designed to partner with those doing this work that stand on the fringes 
of the faith. So we are a ragtag group of people from all over um, who have a similar passion for honesty and for the hope that comes with truly knowing a savior um, and know that that, that that power, that hope, not only, not only gives rest and endurance to those that are within the walls of the church, but so many um, on the outside, in fact, more so to those on the outside who don't even feel like they're welcome there. So we're hoping to partner with those doing this work to make the soundtrack, the dance, the poetry um, that, that, gives, that gives flesh to these ideas um, that we live and try to work out in our day-to-day lives. Uh, is that? <laughs> is Sweet, that, man. Thanks. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, when it comes to Rich Mullins, uh, I came in pretty late in the game. I grew up on a 21 by 7 island in the Bahamas. And his music never quite reached the, the little um, Methodist churches that I, I went to there. Um, but I moved to Townsend, Tennessee um, in 2008 and worked at a place called Camp Wesley Woods. Uh, and this is a 700 acre piece of property in the mountains. And when I lived there and I worked there in my first year of being here in the United States, I didn't have much access to the internet or anything like that. But someone let me listen to this guy named Rich Mullins. And I said, this is the guy who wrote Awesome God? <laughs> I, said, I had no idea. Um, but the camp director there, his name is David Leach. He had all of Rich Mullins' um, albums on CD. And I remember sitting there in the woods, just pouring through all of this music and being astounded uh, by, the, by the honesty, the vulnerability, everything that everyone has discussed that exuded from, from this music that he created and I had this sense that this is someone who has truly encountered God not because of the grandiosity of his words or his ability to make beautiful songs but of the innate sense of humanness that I felt from his music and I don't think you can meet um, an eternal all-powerful God with having that innate sense of humanness and seeing the beauty where those two things meet. And that started me on, that's where I really fell in love with his music and started to learn about who he was and was just truly blown away at the story of this man who only wanted to uh, chase the God that first chased him and be, be in sync with him. So that, that, that's what got me sent on my, on my love of his music and learning more about him. Um, I'm going to play probably one of the more simple songs. I'm not as good of a guitar player as Mark or Brandon, but I'm going to do my best here. Lord, you lead in me with a cloud by day. And then in the night, the glow of a burning flame. And everywhere I go, I see you. 
And everywhere I go, I see you. And you take my hand, and you wash clean. And I know the promised land is like years ahead of me. And everywhere I go, I see Everywhere I go, I see you. Well, the eagle flies and the river runs. I look through the night and I can see the rising sun. And everywhere I go, I see And everywhere I go, I see you. And the flowers fall, but your words are light, and it will be after all. And everywhere I go, I see you. And everywhere I go, I see you. And everywhere I go, I see you. You're just gonna keep on rolling, Vincent. It's beautiful, I, buddy. So bad. Those um whenever I play those songs, like I just get I just get completely caught up. Mm. And in another type of church, it would make me want to run. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, just beautiful. Thank you for allowing us to share. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much, all you guys. Well, we're, we're, we're going to wind down in a second, but I just wanted to make sure, I mean, I want, I want to give space, especially to Mitch or Carolyn or Damon, you know, the folks that knew Rich so well, uh, 
if y'all want to, if you have any closing thoughts, it's fine if you don't, but it's been a really special night. Um, y'all want anything y'all want to say to, I got a benediction, but let me go to you, Damon first, and then we'll see if Carolyn or Mitch uh, have anything they want to share. Damon, go ahead, buddy. Shane, this is just such an important night because like uh, Mark and Brandon and Vincent sharing and the, the music that Rich wrote and the impact that I believe it can have on, young folks today i mean because i don't know a, a time where young folks have not been as broken um and hurting and searching and to see these young folks grabbing his music is just so exciting and and it's like and you know and it's like i i love that carolyn's here too because like what renovari is doing you know like i've known richard and, and nathan foster for a lifetime and and what Renovare has become is so important because we need to give young folks the depth and the richness of what a life of faith is about and Shane you're doing that every day and these guys are doing it in their ministry and Carolyn is and I'm just I'm so excited to see this and I love that Rich's music can play a part in um, helping this generation heal and grow. Mm. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Carolyn, Mitch, you, anything you want to close us off? I'll let Mitch have the last word if he wants it. But I'll just say, I, you know, near the top of, of our time together, Dave Mullins was saying everybody kind of makes rich into their own image. That's pretty irresistible. Uh, it's hard not to do. But I just get the sense he'd, he'd be so proud of what everybody is up to on on this call, uh, I just, uh, just, I, my heart is full with that sensation that he would love what Red Letter Christians is doing, that he would love the way Mitch is bearing witness uh, to the reality that Jesus is with us through everything, and that the way we're, we're all being called to live uh, like the kingdom of God is real and at hand and pressing in and calling for justice and for love and um, so I don't think I'm abusing uh, the Rich Mullins legacy to say I think he would be very glad about what we're all up to maybe maybe I don't know how it works up there maybe he's even cheering us on as he plays some terrible violin <laughs> <laughs> well Rich is a, like you know Rich is a vessel and um, and so when you know it's been brought up a few times that uh that everybody remakes uh rich in their own image or, or what they they latch on to um to certain things that really vibe with them um rich is a vessel of of, of the love of god and uh that you know, the reason people connected with so many different facets of rich is is because uh, that's that's the way uh, the love of God is. Um, but if we don't pervert the love of God, you know, and we we minimize it and we 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 put it in in channels and uh, and. And yet, yet, the love of God 
explodes and yet the love of God holds us together uh, in spite of our abilities or our inabilities but in spite of our strivings to gain some kind of control gain some kind of controlling knowledge over over the love of God that the rich um, never once did rich rich simply um soaked it in and it came out as pores and um and so that's that's why people connect with him in so many different ways because that's what the love of god does with us and so let's don't let's don't um minimize the love of god um let's let's uh Let's look to the uh, the uh, wide openness. Uh, uh, Rich wrote, "There's a wideness in God's mercy. There's a wideness in God." Mm. And um, that's that's why we are here. Like 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 Damon said, that's why it is it is crossing generations um, and that's why it is crossing all the all the lines we are careful to draw sometimes there is a wideness in god mm. and uh i'm grateful mm. amen amen the bridge i'm grateful that rich pointed to that wideness yeah thank you buddy yeah well we're gonna we're gonna call it a night in just a second but uh if you want to know more about rich you know there's a book uh arrow pointing to heaven it's a great start there's uh David Leo Schultz's films that are uh, out here, um, and we're going to have links to those. Um, there's also one of the last concerts Rich did is recorded, and we're going to end uh, in a second with a clip of that. We're a little worried that their copyright might get us thrown off, so that's why we're leaving it to the end. But my hope is that we're working on securing all the copyright so that on the anniversary uh, actually, we'll do it on the birthday, on the on Rich's birthday, we can play that every year, maybe. Uh, on October 21st, um, that last concert or do something to honor him. And, um, mother Teresa said, your best sermon is your life. And rich, I, I think lived that sermon really beautifully. Um, um, both, both the, 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 the parts that were, um, redeemed and the parts that he was still working on. And, um, that if you haven't read that article in the New York Times that Tish Warren did, we've mentioned it a time or two. She was going to join us tonight, but her youngest child's birthday uh, is the same as Rich's. So they've been celebrating this weekend. But her article is about the enduring legacy of Rich Mullins. And um, in that piece, I said that Rich is one of the most interesting people I've ever met. And uh, I said, interesting because he was honest, not perfect. And uh, and then I I said he knew that inside each of us, there's a sinner and a saint that are at war. And on good days, the saint prevails. And on bad days, Jesus still loves sinners. 
And uh, Rich is one of the most important people in the history of modern evangelicalism, a ragamuffin that our children and grandchildren need to know about. So tonight we've been celebrating him. And what's been so cool is that there are people that were with him, that knew him, you know, his little brother, but there's also folks that are inspired by him that never had a chance to meet him. And so if you're just discovering Rich Mullins, um, keep reading, keep listening, keep you know, checking it out because the, the deeper you dig, the more that you'll find. But even more than that, keep leaning into the Jesus that Rich loved and um, the reason that he sang the songs, the reason that he, he uh, uh, inspires us all is, is because he, he fell so deeply in love with Jesus and, uh, um, and, and inspires us to do the same. So I was going to send us out with the uh, St. Francis prayer, because this month is also we remember St. Francis, who, you know, Rich loved and Mitch and Rich were doing the kid brothers of St. Frank. Um, but there's a, there's a different blessing that I think's got a little bit more of the uh, Rich Mullins vibe. This is this is a Franciscan blessing. Um, it's got all kinds of different history, but it's it's a beautiful blessing. So I'll, I'll send us out with this and then we're going to play the clip of the Texas concert and uh, and meet again sometime soon. Thanks, everybody, for powerful night. Love y'all. So this is the blessing. May God bless you with discomfort at easy answers, half truths, and superficial relationships so that you may live deep within your heart. May God bless you with anger at injustice, oppression, and the exploitation of people so that you can wish for justice, freedom, and peace. And may God bless you with enough foolishness to believe that you can make a difference in the world so that you can do what others claim cannot be done. So now we'll send you out uh, with Rich. And uh, thanks for joining, everybody. God looked down on Abraham and for reasons that we have no idea why. He said, I'm going to bless you and your progeny. And forever, you will prosper. And it still goes. People have tried to wipe out the Hebrews for years and years. And you just can't do it. But I wonder if one of the reasons that he liked Abraham was because maybe Sarah was barren. And Abraham was this close to extinction when God called him. Because God seems, like I said, to have a very special place in his heart for the small and for the weak and for the oppressed and the poor of the world. I don't know how you feel close to God. And no one I know that seems to be close to God knows anything about those feelings either. I know if we obey occasionally, the feeling follows. Not always, but occasionally. I know if we disobey, we don't have a shot at it. Jesus said, whatever you do to the least of these, my brothers, you've done it to me. And this is what I come to think, that if I want to identify fully with Jesus Christ, who I claim to be my Savior and Lord, the best way that I can do that is to identify with the poor. This, I know, will go against the teachings of all the popular evangelical preachers, but they're just wrong. They're not bad. They're just wrong.
Christianity is not about building an absolutely secure little niche in the world where you can live with your perfect little wife and your perfect little children in a beautiful little house where you have no gays or minority groups anywhere near you. Christianity is about learning to love like Jesus loved, and Jesus loved the poor, and Jesus loved the broken. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Red Letter Christians podcast. Too often, Christians have used our faith as a ticket into heaven and a license to ignore the world we live in. But at Red Letter Christians, we believe our faith is not just about going to heaven when we die, but also about bringing heaven to earth while we live. For more information on Red Letter Christians and upcoming events, additional resources, you can go to the show notes or our website, redletterchristians.org. You can also support Red Letter Christians by giving a one-time donation or becoming a monthly sustainer. Just go to our website and click the red donate button. Thank you for being a part of this conversation and for being a part of this movement.